Welcome to Global Citizen Life. On the podcast today, we have Caitlin Lemus Portillo. Caitlin is a gold and platinum award-winning songwriter who left Hollywood for family life. She started a firm and it quickly went to six figures. Now, as a TV show judge and public speaker, she shares her story and inspires. Thank you, Caitlin, for joining us today. Thanks for asking me, Sally. I appreciate it. So you left Hollywood, all the glitz, the glamour, the everything that people think is probably so great about it um, for family life in Costa Rica. What, what made you decide to make that decision and move? Well, it was a bit of a process, Sally. Uh, so it didn't happen overnight. I met my husband, Vicente, in between all of that. But um, in my early 20s, I mid-20s, I decided, you know, like, this isn't going to work anymore. Um, and, you know, it is an, a, a wonderful feeling to perform for people and to play for people or to write songs that other people use for different things. It's a really great feeling. It, it's awesome. I, I love writing. I love singing. You know, it's something that's in my blood. But a lot of times we think that we're here for a certain reason and that, you know, we have this certain um, goal or set of goals. And... Unfortunately, a lot of times we think that we're in control and that we're the boss, but uh, there's the universe and higher power that is in control. And it's really cute that we think we know what's up, but, <laughs> you know, that's not really the case. So what happened was I realized in my early 20s that there was things in the industry that I just probably didn't agree with and that I had been subjected to, you know, and just things of that nature. And I just realized that it probably wasn't a place to be because you're always like fighting to stay ahead. And one thing I really noticed was like the whole sex trafficking thing was a big thing, you know, and it's, there's like different levels to it. And I think people don't really get that. There's actually full blown different levels of it. And um, some of them don't look that bad. Right. And so it's really, there's a slippery slope and very, very thin line. So anyway, uh, I decided that there was another way to make millions of dollars, change lives and feel fulfilled. Because one thing I noticed since I was very young is I had this sense of wonder and wanting to help the world, but also feel fulfilled and feel like I'm doing good things, good works uh, things of like that nature. And I was always like that from a very young age. And, and I felt pretty different to be transparent when I was younger and that, you know, that's fine. That's okay. And so in my twenties, I started diving into real estate and like CBD and marijuana stock or businesses and things of that nature. And there's a lot of money to be made there or there was, you know? And so I thought, okay, I can do real estate deals. Um, I can be an investor. I can flip. I can get a, like a, my head around new development, new construction. Let's see what this is about. So I left LA. I got my realtor license. Then I went to broker school to learn about that. Super boring, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so I learned about real estate and I started investing in real estate with my dad. And I learned a lot, made some mistakes, but did okay. And then I started doing things by myself as I got older. And 
I then started a, actually, for a very short period of time, I thought I wanted to go back to the music industry. Okay. So I tried to go back. And that's actually something that uh, a lot of people, a lot of women, especially young girls, um, deal with because you feel like that's your only worth. So you want to go back to that. And it's really tough. Um, I won't get too deep into that, but it's really tough. And so I tried to go back and I was working with one of my mentors who I still work with to this day. And we worked at it for a year and I got, I got decently far. I got, you know, looked at by some new publishers and, but there was just something not right. There was just something that wasn't quite like God was, you know, trying to say like, this isn't the way. Um, so it did not end up like we walked away from that and I said, okay, we got to just do business. Like it's just business, you know, no more music stuff. And then I opened up Homes by Heart, which was a construction and construction cleaning company out in Colorado. And that was, you know, it went to five, six figures in the first year and a half I opened it. I worked my butt off for that. And then I got one of, uh, one of our good friends was running it for us for years. And, um, it did really well. Uh, I learned a lot. And then, so during this time of having this construction company and, um, development company, I was, I didn't, I haven't finished yet and shame on me, but I was obtaining my doctorate of naturopathy. And so I was going to school, running my business, having, you know, my team run the business as well. And I wanted to automate cleaning companies and quotes and calculators and how you give a quote, how a quote is spit out when you go to a cleaning company's website. And this sparked a revolution for me and was life-changing because it leads up to where we're at now. I tried to keep this story under five minutes always. Okay. And um, so I started really obsessing over technology while doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then I met my husband. And so he was military, very like tactical and practical thinking and um, a really amazing guy. And he really supported my business. And he was like, well, you're really doing your thing. Like, that's cool. You're an independent gal, you know? And um, we started dating and, you know, eventually we, you know, started building a family and he asked me to marry him. It was a beautiful wedding, like really honestly, the fairy tale kind of thing. Um, and so I was running a business, obviously homes by heart and several other side things we were doing. And then I was like, let's start a financial company. Let's help people get funding and fix their credit. So I did that, did pretty well there. And I wanted to automate that business. So I dove deeper into technology, automating algorithms, coding, all that stuff. Okay which led us to now our multi-million dollar firm, Freedom Automations. I was able to retire my husband early so he didn't have to do the 20 years. And we now live in Costa Rica. We got to build our dream house in Costa Rica in cash. Um, we got to do, we still have other real estate properties in the US and stuff. We're considering uh, getting a real estate property in El Salvador now where his mother's at, which is the neighboring country. So we get to go see her all the time. And we moved our children here. And then we, we took it a step further. We moved his ex-wife and her kids here. And I'm about to be, um, I'm not certified. I'm working with a doula midwife, but I'm going to help her with her water birth. I had water births as well. Um, and 
hopefully I can pick up with my doctorate, maybe, <laughs> maybe if I get some time, but we did a whole lifestyle change, a whole spiritual change, a whole physiological change. We didn't just move ourselves and our immediate family. We moved his ex-wife, her kids, and we're about to help her welcome her baby into the world. We did something only that's in movies. You know, people tell us all the time, like when we watch your videos on the internet, we're like, we can't believe that Kate pulled this off. I mean, do you know who I am? Like, I'm the craziest <laughs> woman ever. Okay, this should not be a shocker at all. <laughs> when I want to do something, I go for it. I, when somebody tells me, you know, oh, that's going to be tough. It's like, it was tough to earn gold and platinum records at 13, 14. And I did it. This is nothing. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like, so that's the story. You know, it's always good if I can keep it under five to 10 minutes because it's a lot. But <laughs> Here we are. Our life isn't perfect, but we're so blessed. We're so grateful. It's been amazing. Um, we're we're just the kind of family that like, listen, we're not perfect, but we try not to have screen time for our kids. We try to do physical activity two to three times a day with our children, swim in the pool, take them to the beach, do hands-on activities. Um, we, you know, saved up a lot of money so they get to go to a private academy right here on the beach. Um, so that's us. I'm 35. My husband's 32. And the goal was to be mortgage free, uh, by 35. So it's, been, yeah, yeah. It's been a journey. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, uh, a few, well, many questions, of course. Um, yes. <laughs> why Costa Rica? What made you choose Costa sure. Rica? Couple reasons. Great question. A safety, very, very safe, especially where we live. We live in the Tamarindo Villarreal area. Very, very safe. A lot of expats, a lot of ex-CIA, DOD, military, a lot of people just like me who have my views and, and all that good stuff. Uh, so number one, that's it. Um, safety and sense of community uh, was big. The next thing is they don't have political issues here. It's just not a thing. All right. Um, and it's a little bit more of, I'm very conservative in some ways. I'm a liberal conservative. Okay. And this place is a little more socialist actually, mm. but in some ways there, I will say this, there's a lot of opportunity for the people of this country. And if you want to do stuff, you can. It's a country where they aren't telling you you can't do things and you can't be a business owner and you can't do this and you can't do that. So um, there are certain freedoms here that that the country proved to have that made me feel OK. Um, and then I and then the last thing is I compared it to um, the U.S. and Canada now. And I was like, yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> right. It's interesting and, that you're yeah. in that. I used to I used to live in that same area from about 2011 till when did I leave Costa Rica? I think about 2015. So I yeah. was I was there for about four years in that that same area. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. We got friends. We go out to eat. We have wine with them. We do dinners. Like it's everything we could have ever wanted in the U.S. and we just didn't get it there. Now, I'm not saying we didn't get it because we were in the U.S. I'm not like a U.S. hater. I love the United States of America. It's, <laughs> I love them, okay? We yeah. couldn't find community in the places we lived. Maybe it's because the DOD had him moving sometimes. Maybe it's because we, I'll tell you what I think it was. This provides, um, and we were talking about with my girlfriend the other day here. She's building a house next, right down the street from us. And 
Costa Rica is like a pre-qualification process. The people who end up there are your people. (laughs) And so we were kind of joking around about it. Like, because I do like tech and marketing for a living now, we were joking about like a sales funnel when you pre-qualify somebody when like you're running Mm -hmm. ads and you bring them in. It's like Costa Rica just does that for you. Yeah, it, it is great. I haven't been there in, in several years, but even so after I left, I, I still went back, I think one or two times. And even at that point, I noticed there was major changes um, yeah. that happened because back in, in 2011, when I first moved there, it was it was still quite quiet, quite sleepy, not not a lot going on. And I know there's there's more and more um, oh, yeah. that, that's going on all the time there. So I, I still have I friends that, that live there. Our, our mm-hmm. friends just bought the, or recently bought the, the wing shack in, in Tamarindo. So there, a lot of people are coming and owning businesses and mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of Canadians are here. A lot of people. Well, you know, like winter sucks in Canada. That's, that was yeah, a major I, I, reason for me was was weather. I I hate winter, and in Canada, it's long and it's cold. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and obviously now there's like political stuff, but we won't we won't get into that. Everybody has their yeah. own political yeah, beliefs and thoughts. But people re- leave people leave countries for all kinds of reasons. Sometimes it's yeah. weather. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's just new beginning, new start. Sometimes it's political. Yeah. Sometimes it's just business opportunity. There, there's many reasons why people leave. Yeah. So how how are you feeling of comparing like the cost of living now in Costa Rica compared to um, what it is in the United States right now? It's amazing because we built the house. We don't have a mortgage. Right. And mm-hmm. then um, full, full coverage insurance for like my Mercedes here is uh, 800 for the whole year. You know, I probably would have paid 15 to 2000 for full, full blown for the Mercedes in America. And um, I mean, the next thing I would say is food. And I'm a great grocery shopper, but I'm also a, a low key chef. I cook and I love to cook and I'm, I'm damn good at it. <laughs> I, my family loves my food. I cook all the time. I'm a creative cook. I love it. I take my music creativity and I think I just like infuse it in the food. Um, so I love to cook. And so that makes it so I love to do the grocery shopping and I'm very good at it. I go to my special butcher and get all natural meats and they're a very cheap price and I get big cuts and then cut them down and I do a lot of different things. And then I go to a fruit and veggie stand that has expanded into a whole store now. And so it's mom and pop prices there. I do not go buy the big places like Auto Mercado. I but don't that's the most expensive there. one there. It always it's has literally been the Whole most Foods. Expensive. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Whole Foods actually owned it. Anyway, um, I don't shop there unless I have to because I want to experience authentic everything and I want to give back to the community. I've already spent half a million dollars on a damn house here. Like I might as well keep putting the money into the community because they've already taken a bunch of my money anyway. Like I'm not gonna go spend it at um, you know, Otter Mercado or all those places like that. There's no reason to. And then um there's a tortilla woman who packs them by hand and she's very cleanly and I like her process. So we go pick up from her only. 
Um, and little things like that. I have a whole routine. So yes, instead of spending um, three to five grand a month on a big family, including because we had a home office and we have a home office that we built separate from the house here too. We have staff here, you know, and um, so we're not just feeding ourselves and our kids. We're feeding the live-in au pair. Then I have a live-in chef. Um, so we're feeding him as well. We're feeding a, a grip of people and we're still only spending probably $1,500 a month you know? So that's nuts compared to what we were spending in the U S. Um, and then I know Evan, our chef was telling me, so, um, when he got here, he bought himself a brand new bike, um, you know, a Honda motorbike to ride around. Cause everybody does that, you know? Uh, and he's like, it cost me $3 to fill the gas tank to the top. He's like, wow. I barely could get the cap on because I put so much <laughs> in it or something. He made a joke about that. He's like, it was like $2 and some cents um, to fill up the gas tank. Um, and it lasts him for like two weeks. So, you know, just things like that have been interesting. Now where you are going to pay money at is, uh, the, the car system. Okay. The price of cars. All right. Um, a Suzuki or a Hyundai or a Toyota is a prized possession. That's like a Maserati here. If you can get yourself one of those, because they'll last forever, the parts are cheap and they'll keep going and going and going. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I've learned the, the car market, like, but I learned it before we got here. Um, so like my Mercedes, that's worth 25 grand. And I mean, I paid it off long ago, but it's worth what, maybe 25 K now in America, it's worth 40 grand here. If I wanted to sell it, I'd get 40 grand for it here. Um, and it's not worth that, you know, <laughs> like, so that's what it would cost here. Or for example, there was a Land Rover a really mm -hmm. beautiful Land Rover and they wanted $45,000 for it. Um, oh, and then, uh, those side-by-sides, it's like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a, it's like a car, but it's not it. And it has like roll bars and it's totally street legal. Those are like the creme de la creme here, Sally. And let me tell you something. The, a while back we were at the Honda dealership with our chef and he was getting his bike and <laughs> I said, I mean, how much is that Honda side-by-side? -side? And he said, I thought he said 4,500,000 colones, okay? He, and I said, no, but what in America? And he said, 45,000. And I said, one more time, he said, 45,000. I said, so more than the Land Rover and the Benz, got it. Wow. Yeah, Which, vehicle yeah. prices have always been expensive there. Yeah, for sure it is. Um, so we we we've kind of done a couple things. We we imported one of the cars, our one of our Mercedes, um, because it hardly had any miles on it. It was fully paid off, really nice condition, and we we imported that. Um, especially since this is an expat, you know, channel. Let me kind of explain. We used a shipping company, a ship out of. Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay? okay. And so my husband and the chef drove up the car and then, you know, rode back together in his truck and it cost us only $1,300 to ship the car. And they were very good wow. about how they shipped the car. They were very transparent about the process and what was going to happen once the car get into the, into the port of Limon. By the way, if you're shipping a car to Costa Rica, you can't, you have to go to the port of Limon. And, and that's seven hour, eight hour, nine hour drive from Tamarindo, but you don't have a choice. That's the port that accepts vehicles. So anyway, uh, what happens is we used a company um, called Ship Overseas and uh, Ronaldo was awesome guy. 
And then he had a, a friend, a gal named Patrice or Patricia, who really was on her ship. And she got it in and sent us pictures immediately, went to meet with immigration and all that fun stuff. And then told us how much it was going to cost and was honest with us. She was only a couple hundred bucks to handle this whole process. And then uh, it was 7,000 some dollars to pay an import tax for my vehicle based on the year. Um, so there's that. And then we bought a little Suzuki runaround and it's a beater, but it is in mint condition in a way. I was shocked. And we got that for 6,500 um, and it hasn't let us down yet. And we're in the process of buying another vehicle just so we have enough for everybody, um, you know, because everybody's got different things going on and our kids have activities and stuff. So we are in the process of buying one more. And um, so we'll see what it goes. I sent it. Um, I sent it into a mechanic before I take it off the lot. So I'm okay. waiting to hear, you know, the true thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. A trustworthy so, yeah. mechanic. So yeah. you, you mentioned the kids, your kids, and then your husband's ex-wife's kids. Yep. What age range are we talking about with all the kids? Oh, the fun stuff. All right. So we have an 11 year old who is, uh, just got her period and is experiencing womanhood. So we have a teen happening now. And then we have a almost nine year old Marisol who is between Callie or is, is between Robin and my husband. All right. Okay. And we have Luna, who is between my husband and I. She is three, just turned three. And okay. then Robin and her husband, her husband is in the States. He works for the CIA and they have a newborn about to come that I will help birth. And then they have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So we have, <laughs> yeah, we have one who thinks she's going on 18 and then we mm -hmm. have who's nine who doesn't want to do anything and defy us Marisol and then we have the little ones <laughs> oh, that's great and so how how are they all adapting I'm sure like the younger ones seem to adapt with moves quite easily but but what about the nine and eleven year old they um love it they absolutely absolutely love it and they say this is the best thing we ever did for them that's great that's great that they're loving it there because yeah, sometimes you never know, and especially getting close to that teenage years, it's uh, when I moved there, my daughter was 13 and she was not happy. That Yeah. Yeah. We've heard some people say that it just wasn't their, their bag. And I get that, yeah. you know, I get that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. And I do believe that sometimes the age, I think it would have been different if it would have been a little bit earlier, if I would have went Yes, um, with yes. her, I, I do think getting into those teenage years make it um a, a lot difficult a lot more difficult um but you know that's yes. that's the way it is and so now with with your corporation is it registered as a corporation in Costa Rica or do you have it registered outside of Costa Rica we have it outside of Costa Rica and in the beginning you kind of have to because you are an investor we came in as investors we bought land there then we invested in building with a builder and an architect and all that stuff so eventually it, we will probably change it because my husband has dual, I believe, you know, cause he's not from America. He's from El Salvador, the neighboring country. Um, and he immigrated at 13 before he joined the military at 17. So, um, I would say that there's a couple ways we're going to go about it. He's probably going to go back and renew all citizenship with El Salvador because we plan on buying some beachfront lots there. And then, 
I am going to get my, I'm waiting just back on paperwork for my full-blown uh, investor citizenship here. And my kids all fall under that. And then because his ex-wife Robin is having a baby here, her baby is going to be an actual Tico baby. And she will automatically, and all of her siblings will automatically get citizenship. That's fantastic. Yep. So um, I think we're here forever. I don't really, there's, I mean, I worked really hard to be able to get out um of what I felt was my own prison so <laughs> I don't really see myself going back I'm 35 I mean I know that's really young like I don't want to get into that conversation of like what's old what's age but 35 is old enough for me to be like what do I want to do for the last some years of my life you know what I mean it's old enough to be thinking like that you know yeah. And it all depends too, like with everybody, it's what life experiences we've had and, and what we know that we want, right? I mean, yes. you could, yes. you could still live easily another 75 years, but yes. it doesn't mean yes. you have to be in the States or in California or in wherever. I mean, we all, we all have different things that we want. That's why there is, as I say, there is no such thing as one size fits all. Even when I look at clothing, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, one size does not fit all. There isn't. Right. You know, when, when people ask me too about moving their businesses to save taxes and do different things, they're like, well, wh where should I go? What should I do? And I say, well, I don't know. Because depends it's on what not, you want to do, right? It's, it's like, what are, what are your priorities? What type of work do you do? Do you have employees? Do you have like, there's a number of things. So there's not just, oh, go to this country because it's no tax. Oh, go register here. There, there's many more things. So it doesn't matter. Even with living, I've lived uh, five different countries now. And, That's so cool. You know, they're they're all very different. I know I'm I'm looking to relocate again because that just seems to be what I do. Um, but they're all great experiences, and they're all very different. They're very different places, and so um, it's great that you found a place where you for right now or the next who yes. knows how long that's going to be home, and maybe it will be forever. But who knows? Maybe in ten years, fifteen years, in like we yeah. never really know. And we never know what's going to happen with the world either, you know? So exactly. where, where do, yeah, that could change. Where are you thinking of going? I'm, I'm really kind of struggling. I'm not sure if I really want to say this out loud, but I'm, I'm kind of torn. So the three places I'm torn between is, um, and they're all very different. So people are going to think that I'm crazy. Sure. Uh, the South of France, Dubai or Malaysia. You know what? I, I would probably do well. Dubai is really safe. I will Dubai say that. Dubai is super safe, super clean. Like I, yeah. I do love that. Um, the South of France. I mean, I love Europe. Uh, I've yeah. been years in, in Spain. I'm, I'm in the Balkans, which it's a little bit different now, but I absolutely yeah. love Europe. Um, time zone for work is so convenient. I have my morning yeah. routine to do what I want before I really have to be on any calls. Like I start kind of officially work noonish one. I don't have calls before okay. one. So I yeah. have my morning to do my routine. I love that, which is a downfall if I go towards, um, Dubai, Malaysia, because that time right. frame, um, time difference is very different. And so like, there's pros and cons to, to all of them. Every yeah. single one have pros and cons to, and so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I will say know. this, the South of France sounds more relaxing than Dubai. Yes. 
just energetic wise, frequency wise, vibe wise, you know, Dubai is great, but it's very brisk and cleanly and very like this. So very modern and luxury feeling. Sure. But I also don't know how relaxed I would feel either, you know? So yeah. yeah. Good choices. Yeah, and I, I, I also, for me, I, I'm kind of at the same time, I think, well, I, I like, I travel a lot. I travel for work. I travel for pleasure. I, well, my work is my pleasure. I love what yeah. I do. So um, even my place here that I have in Montenegro, I've had for almost two years. And I think, in the last two years, I've spent six to eight months here. Got it. And so in a way, I'm part of my brain thinks it doesn't really matter where I live because I still travel so much that it's just as a base. But I do want to spend more time at my quote home, wherever that mm -hmm. may be. So and I love Montenegro. Montenegro is beautiful. I'm 10 minute walk to the beach. Every time I walk home from the beach or the grocery store, I see like the town is surrounded by mountains. Right. It's great, but it's just too, too small. And um, I get a little bit bored full time. I need, yeah. I still need love city life. So I like to have warm weather, not cold. Tropical is great by the beach. Love the water. Every place I've lived since I left Canada is by the water. Um, but want city, but want not beach dress all the time want yeah. some things to do like so i'm just like i somebody said you know where that place exists i'm like where they said in your head it doesn't yeah I, yeah i get it i get it though listen you go off vibe that's just kind of probably your personality type in a way because that's how a lot of world travelers are i i feel kind of the same like it's my mood or the project I'm in or what I want to do back in the day. It was what record am I writing or what songs do I want to write and what city or what felt good, you know? So I totally relate to that. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, I think for me, I think honestly, my ideal would be three places, um, one, like in three different countries, one place yeah. in, in three different countries to kind of bounce around between the, the differences, but still feel at home in each one. Right. Um, and so that's, that's what I kind of think is, see, see if I, if you know, I get in the there. future we thought about, I told my husband, I said, in future, future, I might want to get either a small condo in Miami or New York. And just because like, I get asked to do speaking things sometimes. And, you know, we have a book tour coming up in a couple months and some other stuff going on. And, so we've considered it. I don't want a house there. I don't want anything too, that I have to be too responsible for. I want to get in there, enjoy myself, go out to eat, not have to worry too much about things, you know? Right. Yeah. So, no, I yeah. think condo, condo is the, the way to go. I had a house when I was in Costa Rica and, and I do miss it. I do miss having a yard and pool and stuff, but I don't miss the maintenance. No. You know, there's so again, pros and cons to everything. And um, with this place here, I ended up going back to Canada for a few months. My mom was sick and um, I was gone, I think six months and I just locked the door and I came back six months later and yeah. it was exactly the way I left it. Just a little bit dusty. Yeah. <laughs> and that's nice. It really is. It, it's, it's nice yeah. to have that. I, I like it. It's not massive or anything, but it's just me and it's, yeah, it's big enough. It's what I need. So I, um, 
I have heard so many things about Montenegro from uh, even from someone I was working with on the show, The Blocks, um, one of the judges. I think he's from there. Okay. I think he's from Montenegro. Um, pretty sure he talked about his life story on the show. So I, I think. Um, it's funny because yeah. when I mention it, people are like, where? Monaco? Yeah. Monte Carlo? And I'm like, no, yeah. it's small, small country. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I am 99% sure that's where he's from. Yeah. Um, wow. yeah. Um, and it's a different accent. Hmm. It's a totally different accent than anything you've ever heard. I remember yeah. that. I'm 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 used to it now though. Like, to <laughs> yeah. me, so um but yeah, and the like here, so when I say small, I don't think people realize how small I mean. The population of the entire country is roughly six hundred fifty thousand people. Yes. It's a village. It's yeah, and so I do get bored. I do there's yeah. You know, there's things to do when there's there's lots of outdoor stuff to do, which is great. Where I'm at, it doesn't snow, but the surrounding mountain snow, there's, I think if you drive about two hours, maybe there's ski hills and stuff. I don't ski. I don't like cold. I don't do those things there for, you know, for, for others sure. who, who want to. So it's, you know, it's great. I, a friend of mine here, she's from Italy. She's been here for seven years. You know, there's, there's expats. I've met people from Canada, from the U S from Italy. Um, it is definitely booming right now. There's so much development going on. Um, even in the six months that I was gone, places had closed down and new shops opened up, new gym, new grocery stores, new cafes. I was just walking around thinking, oh my gosh, I've only been gone six months. Like there's, I wonder if there were any government or political incentives to, or government municipal incentives for people to do things because they don't want the population to die. You know, it would behoove them to try to, you know, get some things booming if they only have 650,000 people, you know? Right. Yeah. And I know, well, I do know that last year they put a stop on all construction. Anything yeah. that hadn't already been started, they had stopped just because they wanted, I guess, things to catch up. They were behind on, on things, but every, it's everywhere I turn, almost, almost every street or every probably three blocks kind of thing is, I think a, a new, something new is, is going wow. on or a new apartment building, a new condo. It's yeah, it's pretty incredible. It really is. So I really lucked out because I've talked to people and they said my place two almost two years ago is probably worth a minimum of 50% more than I paid for it. Wow. Okay. So, well, that was good timing. Too bad yeah. I didn't go a little right. bit earlier. <laughs> yeah. We actually found ourselves in the same position. What we paid for our lot and for this house to be built because we started two years ago mm -hmm. is insanely lower than what houses smaller than ours are being are going for right now i i honestly can't believe it like all the houses that are like ours are a minimum like five hundred thousand, um to be able to even like get their attention and mm -hmm. i did not pay five hundred thousand cash i paid less than that and i have it's two houses and then a pool in the middle and then a guest casita and a this and a that and like an outdoor shower and all these things. And then like a whole compound and I'm minutes away from Tamarindo beach and the pricing now doesn't look anything like that. And so I was talking with a neighbor about it. She said, I'm so glad we got in early. I said, me too, because I, 
I don't know if I would have been able to swing this, you know, not now, right now. Um, Yeah, it seems, it really seems prices in a lot of places are really going up. Um, It's, and I, I, why I often wonder like, when is the bubble going to burst and how bad is it going to be when it does? I keep asking when too. I keep asking. I just, I can't foresee this continuing for years and years and years. I just don't, I don't see it happening. It's, it's like everything, everything goes in waves, right? It's not going to be the first time that it's a bubble and then, and there will become a time that, um, it, it, it just can't continue as it is. So, yeah, I mean, we saw it in 08, you know, exactly. So it's, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I, I'm, I have a house, um, a big, brand new development that we built in South Carolina that we have up for sale right now. And it's a six bedroom house, four and a half bath, huge square footage, the whole ordeal. And it's in an HOA pool, the whole deal. And I can't sell it right now. Wow. So things are starting to turn potentially already. I've had it on the market I've had on the market for four months. Wow. Okay. And, and no one can afford it because it's, they just are like, this is too much house. I don't, I don't, I can't, you know what I mean? Well, for six bedrooms, you need to have a pretty big family or a lot of stuff going on. You do. You do. So it's, um, I've had a few actual offers, hardly a single offer interest. Sure. Offers few and far between, um, because with the interest rate plus how big it is, they're just right. like, oh my God, this is a car. This is three car payments and a mortgage. I can't make that, you know? So right. yeah, but it, thankfully I'm, you know, I'm all right financially. Mm-hmm. So it's not killing me to, you know, handle that right now. And I was smart. Uh, my husband, you know, uh, we obviously did our VA. So the interest rate on our house, there is two, I think percent. Oh, Nice. So yeah, I'm fine. Let it's it nice sit. And low. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Let it sit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Somebody will come, you know, I've, so it'll happen when it's supposed to happen, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I truly, truly believe that too. So um, Caitlin, if some people are on the fence, they're not sure about moving abroad, they're nervous about it. What, what piece of advice or recommendation would you give them? Number one, uh, the first thing you ask yourself is, is the quality of life wherever you're living worth staying? If, if it's only a temporary frustration or a little confusion or a fear in the beginning to move somewhere else, don't you think that's worth the temporary pain, frustration, and fear than how miserable you may or may not have been for the last few months or years upon years, um, where you're living. So that's a temporary pain for a lifetime of change. Same thing. Like I tell people with labor, right? It's temporary. It's only going to hurt for a little bit. All right. Then there's the baby and you forget all about it. And you'd be like, I do this 10 times over. Right. Okay. So that's the same thing with moving abroad. Once you do it, if it's where, you know, if it's really where your heart lies and you have the financial means or the, or the, the self-discipline and, and work ethic to find jobs and online things and hustle, you know, whatever your situation is, if you can do that, you're going to be fine. You know, um, And the next thing I would say is just always be aware of your surroundings. Okay. Some countries are very safe. Some are really into kidnapping and the black market and selling organs. And let's just be real. There's a really dark underbelly of some places. So you need to always be watching out, always make sure you have a tracker on yourself or anything like that. 
let people know where you're at, maybe share locations. If you're moving abroad, find somebody in your life that you can share the location with 24 hours a day. Okay. Things of that nature. And then the next thing is you need to respect the culture. And the more you take the time to learn the language or even try, the more they absolutely fall in love with you. They adore you. Okay. And, um, take the time to learn all the mom and pop places, try to invest your money into those places. They, a lot of them tend to be cheaper. So before you're going to go somewhere, do the research, what is the number one commodity or what are the top five commodities there? What are they known for? What do they sell? What do they import? Uh, what's the cost of living in average? How much do normal citizens of that country make? Like you really need to immerse yourself and get yourself familiar. Then go on Google Maps, study the areas, take a stroll down them for weeks, months at a time and immerse yourself and see if you can make that place your home. Okay. When I moved to Costa Rica there, I didn't shed a tear. I didn't blink an eye. It was boom, boom, boom. We didn't take weeks off to get settled in and go back to work to run a seven figure business. We had three freaking days and we were back in the office. Kids were in private school and life moved on. And we enjoyed ourselves date night, going to the beach, doing stuff. The kids, uh, their academy doesn't have school on Fridays. So we get long weekends with our children. Um, so anyway, those are that's the advice I can give. Be super proactive and respect the community. And understand that wherever you're moving to, there's a chance there's exceptionally poor people there. So you need to give back to the community. And you need to make sure that you, you go there with a cultural, uh, you need to humble yourself. There has to be a sense of humility in there um, or else you're not giving back to that community. You're going there literally just to profit off of it. And profit, I mean, doesn't have to be financial. It can mean just like mental, physical. I go there and I drink all their cheap booze and I get effed up and I enjoy the cheap food. Like you have to have some sort of humility to what you're doing yeah, go enjoy cheap food. Yeah, go get drunk with your friends for five bucks instead of 35. You know, do whatever you want to do. But understand that some people are living in shambles so you can enjoy this life here. So there's a heavy, heavy, heavy um, scale of balance um, with moving abroad. And I think people just need to be aware of that. I have... Um, an affinity for foreign men and every husband I've had, well, I've only had two have not been uh, Caucasian. So I'm used to immersing myself into Latin culture <laughs> and hanging out with their mothers and what, Hey, we all have a type. All right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. right. And yeah, so I've been immersed in it and growing up in LA, I spoke Spanish and lived in the Hispanic culture. So you know, I'm really appreciative and used to that type of cooking and the type of you know, living it is and very humble livings. And I, I love it. I immerse myself in it. This is part of the culture. This is part of my family. This is what I've chosen to do. Um, and yeah, so I would say all those things, if you can try to, you know, compact them <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That's some advice. Excellent. And if people wanted to work with you, where would they find you? Sure. Um, I'm all over the internet, uh, known for being very raw and controversial. Uh, <laughs> and you can find me at yourfreedommastery.com, or you can find me on Facebook, TikTok. Um, on TikTok, I'm Kayla Misportillo Skills Biz, B-I-Z. On Facebook, I am Caitlin Jane Lemisportillo. I am certified on there, verified on there. So there's a blue check. You can find me there. Um, or you can just book a free consult. Um, I do one-on-ones um, where I fly you to Costa Rica and you spend four days with me and we do a lot of work and I help you with your business and strategy. Um, 
And uh, I have won quite a few awards for doing what I do and helping with strategy and tech. Uh, yesterday, we just found out we won the Go High Level Tech Award. So we we're going to Dallas. To yeah, it's like a two comma club award. Yeah, it's like that's a great. Club award. So yeah, we're really excited about it. So if you need um, help with your life's direction, a little bit of empowerment, tech stack, CRMs, automating your business. If you're a coach or a spiritual person or someone who does things of that nature, um, we're really, really good at setting up your business uh, and helping you uh, be educated on marketing, educated on ads, what to do, maybe save you some money instead of investing in this or that. Maybe you could do that or do a little research first. So we're known for putting people in the right direction. Um, and, and that's actually why they, I, I haven't been back for a little bit. I've done several seasons on the, the TV show with Wes Bergman on the blocks. And we're just known for being transparent and really helping people um, with their journey in business and entrepreneurship. So uh, you can also just book a free consult. I'll show up. You actually get me and my set of female assistants that come on as well. And it's kind of an open floor for 30 to 45 minutes. And that is, uh, you can book that free. If you want to take advantage of that free discount, we have an actual link for it. And it's www.freedomautomations.com slash call. And that calendar in particular is free consults. And you actually get me and I'll show up and we'll see what's up. All right. Well, we'll put links to everything in the show notes below to make it easy for everybody. So thank you very much, Caitlin, for joining Absolutely. us today. And I know our listeners got some valuable information. Thank you.